Welcome to the Anime Book Club. Today we'll be covering JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, The Stardust Crusaders, episodes 21 and 22, uh, two-parter Judgments, part one and two. Matt, how's it going? I'm standing proud. Yeah, you're standing proud. And for anyone who is just discovering this podcast, uh, we uh, it, it is exactly as it sounds. We watch a couple episodes of a particular anime every week. Uh, we started with JoJo. We'll be doing JoJo for a while. <laughs> and uh, we're in the middle of the Stardust Crusaders. I want to clarify real fast. Stand Proud is the name of the intro song right now in this season. Oh, yeah. Stand Proud is the intro. for At this point, I mean, I'm still under the... I, my conspiracy theory is that like the reason that the episode count is split is that there'll be a new intro soon. I'm kind of worried that there will be. I've, I'm, this, this one's in my veins now. And, it is uh, funny that it took its sweet time for us to fall in love with it, and now we're like, oh, no, no. <laughs> I was just looking up the actual translation to the lyrics before we started this, and uh, they're, they're kind of specific to what they're doing in this half of the season, so hmm. you might be right. Yeah. Like, the next one is all about, like, lyrics of, like, already being in Egypt or something. <laughs> uh, and the guy's in Egypt getting crushed by Dio. <laughs> um, goodness. Uh, so... I I guess it's weird because we we did this on another episode and I want to kind of mention it now. Uh just bizarre timeline-wise of starting a JoJo podcast. Uh it has been announced uh the the anime for JoJo Part 6 Stone Ocean has been announced and uh crazy plot twist uh Netflix has the rights for it. So uh yes. people can watch um, it on Netflix worldwide. That is absolutely crazy cuz JoJo is back on Netflix right now. But not Golden Wind. Really? So I am baffled as to why Golden Wind, the fifth JoJo, is not on it. I My hope is that it will somehow appear on Netflix as we get closer to December, but I'm not know. sure. I don't know how to feel about that, because honestly, I was so happy. I don't know why I was happy, but I was so excited that JoJo is back on Netflix that when we watched these two, I was going back and forth between watching it on uh, Netflix and on... Um, on Crunchyroll, well, yeah. I know why because th this is the first opportunity I've had to hear the the English dub. Oh, I also checked it out. Yeah, I like uh, the English dub. I can't deal with change. I can't <laughs> deal with the change. Polnareff isn't French enough. He is a hundred percent not French. I would prefer it. <laughs> we we we've got to do the thing. He doesn't live up to the cartoons that we had on our mind. And Bato is old man Joseph. Yeah, I think that's a great pick. It, I, he works well. That man gets a lot of work. Um, but yeah, it's. I, I think it's super. I don't know. It's, it's interesting to hear people in English. Like I'm gonna still primary the Japanese. I did use it. I went back and just listened to a couple scenes in English to see how. Like there were a couple times where I'm like, all right, well, how would they have said that in English so I can maybe have a better grasp of what happened. Um, and that's kind of helpful. Well, I almost immediately decided to stick to the Crunchyroll uh, dub uh, just because of what happens at the very beginning of Judgment 1. Oh, really? The, yeah. Uh... Well, actually, maybe it was halfway through. Um, they're using different translations. Oh, they are? They oh, are. Oh, and my I'm goodness. Wonder, like, I'm wondering what the story there is. Like, they're not drastically different, but, like, some things will be subtitled in one that aren't subtitled in the other. Like uh, the trans, whatever translation that Netflix is using won't subtitle the uh, the manga sounds. Oh no, you're right. Oh shoot, Netflix is worthless. Why am I watching it on Netflix? 
And there are some other small, like there's other translation differences. Uh, one I'm going to get into when we start with our very beginning of the recap for this episode. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, a final, I guess, final question before we jump into it. Uh, because uh, I, I don't know if you're trying to save yourself for the element of surprise. Uh, did you watch the trailer for the sixth JoJo? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, there we go. Cool. I haven't even seen the trailer. Uh, Netflix, the trailer Netflix gave me for, uh, for, uh, Jojo was, what was it? It was a weird choice. Oh, it was, it was this one. It was just Stardust Crusaders. Yeah. Just him in the prison cell, right? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So on, uh, the Netflix YouTube channel, people could see a, uh, a trailer for the sixth season of Jojo. But okay. Is... I can't watch that. I'm not. I'm not going to know who lives or dies in this season. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I will tell you that the sixth JoJo takes place in 2011. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of ways away. A little bit of ways away from uh, 1989. <laughs> I don't know. Old man Polnareff could be there. Exactly. Exactly. He's wearing like he's wearing like a, a memento of like dead um, Kakyoin, I guess. I can't think of a random person. Like he's got like a dead Kakyoin shrine. Do you think Kakyoin dies in the show, or does is it lung cancer? Like, do you have like a weirder thing for Kakyoin? Uh, he went to space. Oh man, he did go to space. The last, the last tourist vestige. Exactly. I had to go to the moon. I had to go to the moon. All righty. Well, we've been <laughs> we we've actually done a shocking amount of pre-episode conversation. So let's just jump into this. Uh, Judgment Part One. Um. So we get a little recap of the gang on the boat. <laughs> they get on to the island they were talking about, and uh, everyone is in disbelief that anyone could live on such a tiny island. Like, Paul Naraf, like, immediately was like, I call BS on this whole thing. This thing is so tiny. Who could even be here? Like a Paul Naraf thinking he's the smart one. It's so cute. I know. I, I like that they give him this moment where he's like, oh, I'm so clever. <laughs> and uh, Joseph is like, well, the reason we're here is that we were sent here by a man from India. And everyone kind of has like a big reaction to that. And um, after he says that, and I can't tell if this is like something lost in translation. Like no, Paul Naraf asked about mangoes. Yeah, no, this is weird. Um, so this is one of the translation differences oh, that I, that between what Netflix and, uh, and Crunchyroll have. In the Crunchyroll version, which I was listening to, was um, I, I don't know what the Japanese words are, but the translation uh, said that Kakyoin was saying, what do you mean by he? And it sounded like, if you listen to the Japanese, whatever words he's using in that sentence kind of sound like curry. Oh. So that's where this little play comes from, I think. And I think that's probably the more accurate translation, mm -hmm. uh, at least the closer to it. Because you know, after that, Polnareff's like, what? Indian curry? What? Oh, okay. That makes more sense than mango. It does. And the mango one is what came from Netflix, where uh, Kakyoin goes, a man in India. and um, Oh, no. Do you think that they're Polnareff just subtitling the dub? Oof. That'd be weird. Oh, man. What? Mango's from India? Like, that's a bit of a... So you didn't get... You weren't there for the actual wordplay they were going with. Yeah, so I, I should have I should have gone on to Verb, which I was looking forward to canceling because of this <laughs> Netflix stuff. Uh, oh god i may have to just like matt let's get some fact checking <laughs> that might and be I, the new feature of this podcast i can't recall why i specifically wanted to check that pun but that's like i i like got to that play on words when netflix like wait hold up a second hold on yeah what wait does this sound here. like 
<laughs> Encruncherola. <laughs> I mean, in my notes, I just wrote woof. That's probably some Japanese uh, language pun that didn't really translate. But yeah, so I, I think they were trying, they must have been trying to make it closer to what you were hearing in English when he says a man. Yeah. Uh, because like maybe right. a, man, a man from India and he was like, a mango or a mango yeah. or something, something like that. But in the Japanese voice actor, it kind of sounds like he's saying the word curry, which sets Polnareff off saying Indian curry. Ah, um, okay. I guess, I mean, that's always the thing where like some of this stuff can be kind of weird and... And I mean, that's the JoJo in, in particular. We've we've managed to avoid this whole issue. There's a lot of like word puns and other anime. Like where this being just pop culture pop, pop culture references has kind of spared us from that. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, we got a little a little taste of it. A little taste of it. Uh, humorously, so there's a pair of ominous eyes staring from the bushes, and we cut <laughs> right to the intro. Oh, those eyes! Those eyes are familiar, Pat. And eye eyes that we've never ever never seen, seen before. before. Specialize. I've never seen eyes. Specialize. Got to get them from one eight hundred contacts. Exactly. Um, we get the intro. We cut back in and giving. God, I love this show. Um, like immediately we get back and Jotaro is like, "Hey, anybody notice those eyes in the bushes?" <laughs> this is, these are two good episodes. I love these episodes. This is really good. And uh, a dude, like after he says that, like a dude gets up and it's like whoop 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 whoop, whoop and like runs off. <laughs> And he looks like an old Avdol, and they're all like, oh my god, that guy from the back looks like Avdol, but an well, old Avdol. But they're all willing to go, like, wait a minute, only from the back does he look like Avdol. Run after him! Run after this man who, from the back, kind of looks like our dead friend. Um, who, I'm glad that you and I, I think we both had a feeling about this, which is why we've been telling... Here's something, If I guess if someone found this podcast was listening, we've been telling, or at least I have, I have referred to Avdol's shallow grave yeah. like four or five <laughs> times. Um, uh, and hopefully this episode salvages the fact that we're not just mocking a dead character. Anyway, the old man who looks like Avdol uh, makes it back to his house and picks up like chicken feed and starts feeding his chickens who are named um, Prince, Michael, and Lionel. They've been there this whole time. Uh, well, who's, who's been feeding them chickens? The old man who lives on this island. I guess Dad. so. I, yeah, you're right. Never mind. So here's something. It sounded like you said, like, I crushed some seashells up with this corn. And it's like, wouldn't that kill them? No, looked it up. It is actually recommended if you have egg-laying uh, chickens. Really? Uh, yes. Calcium um, carbonate is a large part of what they goes out of their bodies to make those eggs, and they will do good with having that in their diet. Oh my god, that's incredible! But you don't force them to feed it; you got to let them free eat it. Oh man! So you just so you grind it up there and with their corn and their chicken feed, and yet. You... But yeah, as not a homesteader, I was just as incredulous as you were, and I immediately paused the tape to look that up. <laughs> I, I don't want to pretend any kind of pretty knowledge there. I'm I am so excited about that. That is so crazy. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. Anyway, uh the old man's feeding his chickens some seashells and everyone is kind of freaking out because he looks like Avdol, like and even like much to my chagrin like Jotaro is even like Avdol. He's alternate color to Avdol is what he is. He is player 2 Avdol. Like it looks exactly like Avdol but like he's got gray hair and like a slightly different outfit. The outfit is a bit gray too. Like blues, blue and gray instead of his red and gray that he normally like a, wears. Like a palette swap, you know. He's player two. We'll have to whenever we play that Dreamcast fighting game. 
I, um, it, I'm sure it's one of the choices. It better be. It better be, is all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, so they all kind of freak out about it. But Joseph is like, hold on. I need to have an old man to old man talk to this old man. And um, these guys are just a bunch of fucking assholes, Pat. I know. This, this, <laughs> all such assholes. <laughs> Knowing what we know, <laughs> this is the worst scene that has ever been written in this show. Oh. <laughs> uh. It's. I actually do feel like this is one of the cruelest things I've low-key seen. To be fair, when we get there, it just feels right. And it's like, of course they did. Yeah, but this is like... <laughs> of course it, they did. Is, Joseph is like, I need to have an old man talk with him. And then Kekuoid, Polnareff. Well, of okay. course, Polnareff, Kekuoid, and Jotaro are like, yeah. he looks like Avdol. This is insane. And Joseph is like, actually, it's his father. We had to hide him on this island so the Dio couldn't find him. And, I mean, do you have any other thoughts on like that? I think that's everything that's said in that exchange. No, that's, like, that's about it. Um, uh, Polnareff gets a flashback to Avdol getting... <laughs> it's a guilt flashback. Super, super murdered in front of him. He was stabbed and shot right in front of my eyes. Uh. And he's like, it's all my fault. And Joseph is like, hey, man, you can't, you know, you can't worry too much about that. And then, like, well, he's, like, having a pity party. Kekoid, like, wonders out loud. It's like, hey, wait a minute. Does this mean the old man's a stand user? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, Joseph is, like, I mean, I I guess. I, I mean, that would add up, but. I don't know what it is. Uh, who knows? <laughs> like, which is great because Polnareff, like, I mean, Kekoid, like, immediately going to like the we met a new character. We have to know his stand, yeah. which I respect so much. That's where they're at. They, they should always know these stands. I mean, especially after that baby, I feel like Kekoid's going to be like, yeah. wait a minute, is that a stand? Man, do you ever think we're going to see like old baby in the future? I would love to know because I don't like, remember, but I think it'd be really funny. This is 1989. We have JoJo's to take place in the mid 90s, and JoJo's to take place in the, uh, in like I think JoJo four is in 93, 95, and then like uh, JoJo five is in 1999, and then the next one is in like 2011. He could so, fit. Like, the baby could totally fit into this. I mean, Lally ho! The horrifying backstory for that baby. Yeah. Oh God. He's a, he has, like, uh, anorexia or something like that ever since then. He doesn't like eating food. Ugh. Um, like, like of all the stand, all the enemy stand users that Dio has sent them, he is the most not dead. Yeah, it's... How did he recruit a baby? What? Never mind. That The more I think about that baby, the like, the more I'm like, this is... That is nonsense. Don't think about the baby. Don't think about I, it. I thought the stand was possessing the baby. Wait a minute, I'm falling down the trap. I'm falling down the trap. Anyway, we're on the beach with Paul Naraf. He's really messed up. He's like, sad music playing. Yeah, like there's sad music, and he's like, all I wanted to do was avenge my dead sister, and all I did was get my buddy killed. This is terrible. Oh, by the way, buckle in. It's an it's a Paul Naraf episode. This is oh man, yeah. I guess boy, am I excited because we got a Paul Naraf episode. <laughs> I love Paul Naraf episodes. Um, this is a lot like when he was in that hotel room, but he's on a beach now. Uh, while he's like having a pity party, he notices that like, and I, you know what? I'm not going to talk about it. There's just like a, a magic lamp just sitting on the beach in front of him. 
like it's gold it's shaped like a lamp and Polnareff picks it up and he's like oh what is this it's gold maybe maybe I could sell it I can't tell if he's just that thick headed um that he doesn't understand what it is or because in real life if you just saw that like you're just like oh it's a magic lamp but you'd also be like magic lamps aren't real that's stupid it's just a lamp right well I mean yet again Polnareff always works at like a delay because he picks it up he's like oh let me wipe these barnacles off and then it like makes an explosion thing and he's like what is this aladdin's lamp and you're like god damn it polner how did you start with that oh uh, wait what year are we in have we had have we had disney's aladdin yet as they think uh, it's what it's no i'm for? pretty sure before like uh, disney's aladdin was in the 90s right this is 1989 yeah. okay we're before it then yeah and we know canon wise in this episode that polner knows what disney is you're right yeah, this is... Maybe Aladdin he got... was 1992. What if he got a job with Disney working on Aladdin? Oh my god, this is the, this is his thing. He's like, well, what if the genie was a lot of trouble and he was blue? <laughs> we we. I have experience. I have experience on this. Um. Anyway, after he has this whole thing with the the lamp, um, a robot shows up that like claims to be a genie. He introduces himself as Cameo. Um, I love Cameo. I think Cameo looks dope. I love his Japanese voice actor. How do you feel about Cameo? Uh, his Japanese voice actor is fantastic. Um, and I don't get why so many stands are robots. You get that? Like a lot of them are very futury. Yeah, he he looks like a super duper robot, like, like a bug robot. And he's got like robot hands. He's got weird robot hands, and he's like his face is kind of like stitched together. Okay, but it's straight up a stand. Like, there's no... Oh, yeah. Well, this is... Yeah, 100%. Like, <laughs> at no point in my notes did I... You see, like, he sees us like, I'm a genie from the lamp, and I could grant you three wishes. And Polnareff's like, oh, shit, it's a stand. And someone else like, Silver Chariot. <laughs> you know, you can't really be too down on Polnareff in these two episodes. He's grown a lot since the first time he was trapped yeah. in a situation like this. To be fair, though, I think like if he sees a cicada on a on a tree and he's never seen it before, he should attack it and say it's a, a stand user. Stab they, first, ask they, questions later. They have got to have some stand PTSD at this point. Like around every corner is an enemy stand user. Yeah, anything, anything and everything. Um, but yeah, uh, we discover that cameo, even though he's a genie, is actually super strong. Like he's able to block like the sword strikes with his bare stand hands, and then knocks. Silver Chariot away, which uh, he's a trickster, but he's also buff. He's also buff AF. Let me see here. Yeah, he has a he has a, a level B destructive power, level B speed, and level B persistence. Wow. You uh, I realize stop. the wiki has the stats. Oh, that's a useful place to look him up then. Yeah, he's got a C in range, a D in precision, and a D in developmental potential. So they actually have them translated too. Yeah, so that's so I know what the interstitials are talking about. Anyway, they have like the whole like I'm a genie, you're a genie, whatever. Could you make me rich? And the guy, which gives, we have our new lolly ho, Matt. He says, "Hail to you." It's addictive too. It's awesome because it's the number two and the letter U. I love the way that the, I love the way that Japanese voice actor says it too. It's really fun. It's it's a ton of fun. He says, "Hail to you." And Polnareff is like, well, this seemed like BS. And he, he tosses the lamp away, and it totally lands in, like, a pile of gold. Then in my notes, I wrote, oh, it's pirate gold. And, of course, because Polnareff is French, he's like, it's Napoleon gold. Yes. 
It was catered to him. He's like, oh my god, it's Napoleon gold. And I'm like, okay. I like the fact that it was so catered to him. It's like, if he's going to find anything, it's going to be old Napoleon money. Uh, the scene starts creating really good tension, too, because uh, the, the supposed cameo genie yeah. um, is such an asshole as he's being talked to this whole time. Um, are we at the point where uh, Polnareff starts like shouting questions at him? And he's like, "Is that a wish?" It's right. Yeah, that's right about to happen. So it's like he's found this money, and uh, great reveal. Cameo disappeared because he apparently climbed up a tree. He's watching Polnareff from the top of a tree, and that's where they have that conversation where he's like, "What? What? What are the limitations of your power? Could you like do other stuff?" And he's like, "Is answering that question a wish?" Like he's a real dickhead about it. Uh, it's this good tension is starting to get created here. Where is he a monkey paw genie or not? Yeah, because Polnareff got the gold. It's all there. Like he doesn't accidentally Nothing's... cut his finger or something on the gold or anything like that. Nothing seems wrong with it, and Polnareff is still freaking out. And yet, this is a this is an anime when that's definitely a stand, and the only stands they ever encounter are enemy stands. Yeah, like he's he's still, but he, I mean, he's not like been one. Oh, like the money thing is like, oh, hey, it's money, but he's like, see, the good news is Polnareff still doesn't trust him. Yeah, like he's very very reason, wary you know? of it, which is great. Wasn't Polnareff the one, or was a cat going to point it out? They tested the airplane. Uh, that was Polnareff. He was like, yeah, we even made sure yeah. this plane was not a stand. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta stop being so down on, on Polnareff. I mean, he's eventually he'll go too far where he's like stabbing every pillow on every bed he tries to sleep on, but... <laughs> is it too far? <laughs> <laughs> or is it not far enough? Maybe he should have stabbed the bed too. Uh, he should have stabbed everything. Uh, we get a great, I love this whole bit where he, um, he then like tries to decide his next wish and he's like, I want to be a world famous manga artist and I'll open, I'm, it'll be like, I'm, I'm richer than Disney and I'll open my own theme park, Polnareff land. And it's really cute. The animation for all of that is adorable. It's a, yeah, adorable is the exact word I was about to use. And Polnareff is so excited and happy about being a famous super than Disney artist. And I wish he had stuck with that wish, man. That would have been a great episode. I would have, I wanted to see artist manga artist Polnareff. Um, and then he's like, "Hold up, I changed my mind. I want a girlfriend because you know what? Money's one thing, but love is another, and I got to totally love her." And Cammy's like, "So you're wishing for a lady?" He's like, "I'm wishing for true love, man." He's like, "So a lady it is then." <laughs> um, and I wrote in my notes here. It's like Cammy was found the worst person to try and pull this wish bullshit on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it's like Polnareff is gonna be the most indecisive. Wait, no, hold on. What about this? Like, I almost wish the episode had been that, and then like Cameo somehow died. <laughs> Just because of how bad it was. Yeah, he's like, God, please make a decision. Um we <laughs> rules of my stand are if you don't make a decision, I die. Yeah. You have to make the three wishes within ten minutes or I explode. But if you make all three, you die. Something like that. Lally ho. Lally ho. <laughs> uh, we get a great moment where then Polnareff like freaks out and the colors go crazy and wild and you're like oh man and um, he basically has come to the realization it's like hold on you can bring people back from the dead right and my initial thought was like oh he just saw Avdol's dad um, he's gonna ask about Avdol but no Polnareff is still Polnareff he pulls out a very large like 8x10 photo of his sister 
that raises my question. Does he actually keep a pic like a huge picture of his sister on him at all times? That is, he was he was prepared. Like that's that's bigger than a wallet photo. Like that's an inconveniently sized photo of his dead sister. That's a poster. Yeah. It's a wall scroll. It's not folded neither. I don't know where he's keeping it. <laughs> it looked fine. Um, color. Yeah. It's a good picture. It's a good picture. But yeah, so he, he has a full picture of his sister and he's like, can you bring back my dead sister and Avdol? And um, to cut to the chase, uh, we get we get our hail to you. And then Polnareff hears like some rustling grass and we hear a woman crying. And I was going crazy um, guessing in my notes. Like, ah, this is where the monkey Paul begins. Did you think, what What was your initial reaction? Did you think, what did you think? What do you think the, the deal was going to be? And I was still completely torn here at this point. I was like, is it going to be a monkey paw? Like, nothing's bit him yet. Like, but why would it? Because at this point, I'm still expecting the genie to somehow betray him. But maybe the wishes yeah. are real. And then the genie fights you at the end. I, like, I have no idea where this is going. I've still got that tension in that was built earlier, whether it's going to go bad or if it's just a cost later to have yeah. pay or something. Or like he dies after he makes all three. Like you get everything right. that you want, but the, it, it, it like stops your heart. Or it's like, haha! every one of those wishes took 10 years off your life. <laughs> Something like that. But yeah, but, he, mm -hmm. no, here's the thing. I'm fully expecting a certain person uh, who shall not be named until they will be um, <laughs> <laughs> to, to make a comeback by the end of these two episodes. Yeah. Make it, so I'm, so if he's going to make these wishes, I'm expecting at least that one to go right. Yeah. So it's got so adding that extra layer. I was like, well, I know that wish is going to come true. So yeah, it, maybe this one does too. There's a lot of lot of stuff in there. Because like they never took that guy out of the intro. No. So there's bound that, to be that, something. Well, that's what I'm having at this moment. Is that I'm wondering. Is like I'm also I'm starting to feel actually a little bit cheated. Ah. Um, but I'm worried. Are they really just going to bring back a dead character with a random genie wish? Like, is it going to be that cheap? I don't know how I feel. And maybe we'll talk about this at the end of the thing where I don't know if I would have accepted that or not. Like, instead of what we had. Right. Like, the, the genie wish feels cheap. It feels like just kind of randomly bringing back someone from the dead. Randomly, yeah. I guess. Like, there's nothing, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to describe it. You get a sudden wish out of nowhere to bring back a dead character. Yeah, it's... It is wild. Like, all of a sudden, it's Dragon Ball Z. Worse than Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> it's like if they just stumbled across all eight Dragon Balls, like, every other episode. Yeah, it's... It is... Yeah, I had a lot of emotions. It's really weird to unpack. Like, I don't know how people who saw this for the first time reacted to this or, or read about it or thought about it in the manga. Where there wasn't a theme song playing that could make you think that maybe someone is fine. Well, I also think you, I mean, I got to imagine you have to know, you would remember. Whether oh, I remember this. Yeah. Guess what? I remembered very little. It's hard to forget that. <laughs> um, I've actually had a great time loving how little I remember. Like my memory has been trashed. So it's like watching it again for the first time. It's like, oh, this is great. Um. But yeah, so we we let's let's dive into what what occurs. Like he he keeps following the sounds of a crying lady, and oh hey look, uh, oh wait, first he finds a body shaped hole, like not even a deep one in the ground, and footsteps. That hole is my hole. It's yeah. My hole. That hole. This is my ah <laughs> the Judge Ito. Yeah. 
I I love when people misuse that. That is my favorite. <laughs> Specifically misusing it, even not even just reference it. Yeah, where they where, well they apply it to something else, or like, okay. where it's like you quote tweet someone with a really bad take, and then you post that manga panel above it. That sound enjoyable. This is my hole. It was made for me. <laughs> but yeah, he's found his sister's. Um, well, actually, no, that sentence was about to sound terrible. Um, oh, yeah. Thank you for stopping that one. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it, we, we we see, and it's like, I don't know. For me, I felt like the, those footsteps were a little too deep. This a didn't look bit. like sand. It was definitely dirt. Well, the body hole was pretty big, too. It was more that like looked... sarcophagus shape than, yeah. than person. It looked like a sarcophagus. Anyway, he goes past that, and boom, it's his sister, Sherry. She's back. Oh, well, before that, uh, really quickly, we have... All right, so I don't know if you had the reaction I had about this flashback. I ended up laughing. I don't know if you were laughing like I was. Did you laugh? Um, I'm trying to remember what flashback... Oh, the, the, the little girl one? So, well, I, the, I did not laugh at the little girl. We get the, the, the stereotypical, like, oh, spin me, big brother, spin me. And then we are giving the incredibly funny revelation... That Paul Naraf gifted his sister the very umbrella that gave her the confidence to walk in the rain the day she was murdered. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> a monster. You're <laughs> a monster, Pat. It's <laughs> like, well, I just like the the math of that broke my brain. Where it's like, you're not gonna tell me that he gave her the umbrella that she used to go on a walk that day. Like maybe she would have stayed home had he had not given her an umbrella. These are some very emotional episodes for Paul Nareff. A lot, a lot of him working out his stuff here. That was, that was yet again. That was more me uh, chuckling at the like, okay, that's a little too much. Like we all knew each other. I was still kind of in awe at Paul Nareff's insane, sudden tracking skills as he follows those footsteps. <laughs> like yeah. a hunter, like he leans down, he tastes the soil, mm, fresh. He went this way. Ah, we gotta go. Ha ha. Follow, follow the, uh, follow the warmth. Yeah. I also want to mention that uh, as he's doing his like crazy tracking, he does find like ripped up and torn up dead birds. Which that's weird, isn't it? Yeah, that's real. He should probably have treated that as more of a warning sign than he does. Well, I think he admits why he he admits why he doesn't though. You know, he's like, like I, he I, knows I, he knows I, his weakness. Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, I sh I, I've, I've too much. I've got, I've got too much to think about right now. <laughs> too much going on to worry about dead birds. Um. Anyway, he finds her. She's just standing tall and naked. And, uh, like, she looks normal. She looks fine. And she's like, stay away from me. You'll hate me. And he's like, I don't hate you. And then she brings, like, this weird thing where it's like, I fed your tropical fish to our cat. <laughs> Do you hold a grudge about that thing? <laughs> that was kind of funny. That was kind of funny. I was like, no. He's like, that, that, that bothered me, but it's been a while, so I, I, I feel like I'm fine. <laughs> uh... Some really cool music going on during this time too. Some like dramatic uh, opery sound, and it's very yeah. Dramatic. I don't. I guess we don't talk enough about the music, but the presentation of this entire episode is great. Man, I've got almost five notes about music tracks in these two episodes because oh, I like them. They're really good. Please bring it up because I did not write about the music. I just appreciated. I did not write about it. I feel like I kind of missed the point. Um, but yeah, so. There's a ton of buildup on this of like what's her deal, what's wrong with her. I think they they did the just right amount of buildup for what is about to occur. Um, because 
he's like, no, I love you. You're always my beautiful sister. Let me see your pretty face. And she finally turns and she's got like a weird goopy eye. And then she leaps at him and bites a hunk out of his shoulder and then jams her hand into the wound. Oh, man. Siblings are weird, Pat. (laughs) Damn it. That's such a good joke. Ah, oh, siblings. The French. What a weird way to say hello. Who are we to judge? Bonjour, monk. <laughs> Bonjour. Bonjour. But yeah, it's that's brutal. Like, the fact that she jams her hand. Like, at first I'm like, oh god, she's a vampire. I'm like, oh no, she's just digging her fingers into that bite wound. Yeah, can't be a vampire. She didn't get the mask. That's a good point. I guess Vampires, vampires are real in this universe. Oh, they already a- have established floor. You're totally right. I under and o- I both over and underthought that. Like a gosh darn fool. Um, but yeah, so she takes a big hunk out of him. He tries to use Silver Chariot to like swat her away. And uh she's like, Hey, um, so you know what? I gotta eat you to come back to normal. Them's the rules. If I want to be a normal girl, I gotta eat you. And then she bites a hunk out of his leg. It's like my body's not complete yet. I guess it's just got the eye though. <laughs> Yeah, she's got that weird monster eye, which is hard Everything to describe. Everything else pretty done. She really needs that eye, though, man. I guess so. You know, it's worth... Maybe she just... Maybe Polnareff F is really tasty. I don't know. Yeah. I've never bitten him. Uh, you've not? I mean, French cuisine. Wee mm. wee. Oui, oui. um, but yeah. And then my favorite thing happens. Cameo shows up, and he's a total asshole. And it's amazing. <laughs> Uh well the Polnareff was on the ground like cursing his name like Cameo. Cameo just I don't, up. <laughs> I don't think that's his name. I don't think Stan's get names. It is funny that he he is named. Um I mean we know that because of the title of the episode that he's obviously the Judgment Tarot card, but it is funny that the stand is called Cameo. Or it could just be that it's a remote stand and that's just the user, maybe the name of the user is Cameo. He got revealed for a different name, I think. Oh, he did? Um, Damn it. Um, well, not in this episode. I think it was one of those where he got named after the part. Let me, I'm going to look that up while you talk. Well, fact check that while I describe what happens. Anyway, uh, Cameo has just got tons of swagger. He's like, you idiot. What do you think was going to happen? Of course your dead sister would come back as a zombie. And um, and then Paul Naraf is like, ah, this totally blows. And then he's like, well, here's the dealy do, my friend. I'm judgment and you've been judged. And uh, you know what? You also had a third wish. I hope you remember it. And then the episode ends. And uh, uh, we're all on the edge of our seats. Oh, and did, did, did Polnareff already make his third wish at this point? Or does he do no, it again in the, the next episode? No, the very beginning of the next episode. Okay. Um, okay, yeah. Cameo is, is the name of the stand user. Oh, weird. All right, so weird I guess that, that guy, I like that. the kind of yeah. that guy's jib. Uh, so I guess I like, I like Cameo speaking through judgment. I guess that's what he was doing. But yeah, I, I think that's um, I, I think it's cool. I, I, I like I like cameo. I like how much of an ass. I mean, he's I I think um, Steely Dan is still the best, but I almost would put cameo up up like a secondhand man to Steely Dan. Uh, I, I guess you're include. I guess you're um, including everything that the stand is saying as cameo. Yes. That. Yes. Because otherwise, they're one in the same. Yeah. Cameo himself never talked at all. Yeah. I think he got uh, online in, but yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's he only got slightly more screen time than the than uh what was the, what was his name? 
Arab, oh. fatty Arab. Oh, Bootsy, Fatsy, 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 Fatso, something. Dang it! Now it's all out of my head. Now fat something or other. Was that the Sun user? Yeah, the Sun guy. Oh man, I can't believe I wasn't, can't remember him. It wasn't fatty. It was goddamn it because it was the same as the uh, as the musician. <laughs> We're both like struggling to remember the name of this guy. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Arab Ar- Arabia Fats. Arabia Fats. That's he, what it was. He okay. had one more line than Arabia Fats. Uh, but I'm a fan. I don't. I'm just gonna count them as one of the same. I really like Cameo. I've liked everything about his presence in this episode. His swagger. How he's just a big old jerk. I, I uh, think he's a great JoJo villain. He's yeah. You're right. He's fun. I'm gonna count him as one of the same. If he's if he's gonna use his use his stand username, then by Garn. Yeah. I, I like the fact that he woke up one day and said, "I'm gonna pretend to be a genie." So, do you think the bottle had the uh, the lamp had anything to do with his stand at all, or was it just pretense? I think it's just pretense. I don't think his stand stays in a bottle. I think he was like waiting off on. He was waiting for someone to mess with the bottle. But why would he get other people to make wishes then? I don't know. He's he's got maybe it's his kink or something. How much can you fulfill in the name of a wish, Pat? I don't. Well, I mean, as long as there's dirt, it seems to be the I thing. Guess. I mean, those coins weren't real. That's true. Oh, did we find out they were fake? I mean, they never, they never go back and check. But it's not like yeah, he's like, go. I gotta get my coins. I, I figured they they shattered into dust as well, right? Oh, they must have. But yeah, uh, it's the it's clearly say it, monkey paw. He was a monkey paw genie. Yeah. So clearly, all twisted. So I was wondering if maybe those gold. My first thought wasn't that they were dirt and they were fake. My first thought was like, oh no, maybe they were like illegal French coins, like from war crimes. Or like Nazi gold. It's like, I've got gold (laughs) coins, but they're all swastikas. Damn it. (laughs) Uh, Because I couldn't think of a way that the gold would backfire on him. Yeah. I maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know. I agree with you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I like that episode. Do you have any final thoughts about it before we jump into part two? Um, but at this point, why is anyone on the squad ever leaving anyone else's field of view vision? The buddy system really needs to be more mandatory with these people. Because <laughs> all this was, it's once again, one of them, Polnareff yet again, wandering off and getting in some serious trouble. Although in his, in his favor, I want to yeah. point out, um, and I immediately applauded him on this. The moment the genie showed up and he attacked it and he realized stuff was going on. His first thought was, man, I got to go tell Old Man Jojo about this. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. He did to be like, and then jo- Old Man Jojo would have done what he did last time. i like, well, come to the hotel. I'm not coming. Come <laughs> to me. Uh, old Man Joseph is my favorite character in all of <laughs> I love Old Man Joseph. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it is kind of funny now that we've said that. It's like the whole, the summary of this episode is Paul Naraf walks away to cry alone is in a, is in his, and is attacked by a stand. Like, that's the life they have now. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, all right, I gotta, I gotta clean, come clean with something right now. Yeah, um, I forgot where we left off when I sat down to watch these two episodes, mm-hmm. and so I started by by doing episode twenty three of the High Priestess. Oh, so you're ahead? No, I didn't actually watch it because, as you probably don't know yet, the first. Three seconds, and I 
like they don't even do a credit roll. Like, no, 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 uh, no intro or anything. Yeah. The very first three seconds are a recap of like the last five seconds of this coming <laughs> second episode. <laughs> <laughs> it is an immediate. Hey, guess what? Yeah. Hey, doofus. <laughs> no, that is, and I'm I'm not even paraphrasing here. I am just a tiny bit because yeah. I don't want to say the, say the exact name. Yeah. Um. But the 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 first two seconds of episode twenty three are literally a scene with Polnareff going, "Hey guys, this happened last episode." Oh my goodness! So you had to work backwards <laughs> off of that. And I saw that immediately. Paused. Like, nope, that's not where I left off. I've made a mistake. There's no way they did that. Oh. Although there was a there was a part of me that half believed that maybe they would. Yeah, Just... kinda. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. That's super duper funny. So uh, I'm using that information to try and guess what's happening in these two episodes the whole time. Okay, that really shapes it. You're like, what's the reveal happening? Yeah. Okay, well then, knowing that, let's just get, jump into episode 22 so we could both lose our minds about the beginning of the previous episode. Uh, freely and openly. Uh, anyway, uh, Cameo is super stoked about everything that's going on. He's great. <laughs> He's laughing like an asshole. He's like clapping oh. with his weird noodle hands. He's like, ah, oh, ha, 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 um, And uh, he's like, and remember, and, and we have a quick little bit where like Polnareff like is sobbing and crying and he's like, well, I'll use my third wish to send my sister back to death. And he's like, ah, oh, and the camera's like, nah, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. You made your bed. You best lay in it with your crazy zombie sister. And by the way, you already spent your third wish bringing somebody else back to life. It's great. I hope you remember. <laughs> I love that. Like, the Japanese voice actor is great here. I want to go back and listen to this one in English. I never actually did the cameo English guy. Oh, yeah. Well, the Japanese one sounds great because he's got that, like, asshole laugh as he's talking. It's, it's like, so oh, you know, you're screwed, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, you are screwed. <laughs> this is your fault. And as you die, I hope you think about that. <laughs> There's some weird, like, I, I understand they've been censoring a lot of the random gore. Not all the gore, but random gore has been yeah. getting censored with their little black. Uh... This episode's difficult to follow because of that. It is. What is she eating? Because we see his sister or zombie sister, whatever she is, in in the grass. And she's clearly eating something, but half the screen is covered in black. I think she's back to eating a bird at this moment. Even when we don't know, it is completely up in the air. She could be eating a very juicy mango. It could just be a mango. This mango is making me whole again. This mango will complete me. Uh, a random aside, all that tall grass they're in. Yeah. I, I read this one on the wiki. They were doing an interview with Iraqi. They had the quote from him there. Yeah. Um. Apparently, they... Their team was really freaking out trying to figure out what that grass was. Oh, um, just trying to figure out, like, well, he drew it like this. What the hell is going on? Yeah. And, like, uh, God, what did he say? Um, one person on his team, I don't remember the name, they were like, they really wanted to figure out what plant that would be and how it would have grown there. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the answer was, like, no, it's just a random plant. We didn't really know what it was. Ha! <laughs> Just wanted to cover an island in it. And we're good. Oh, that's too funny. Uh, I love that kind of thing where it's like if you're doing an adaptation, like some of the stuff that people spend zero time thinking about can end up ruining someone's life. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, it's like so is it a desert? Is it an island cactus? No. Maybe it's like a needleless island cactus. Um. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So uh, let's 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 bring it up. So anyway, Zombie Abdal is here, and he hustle rushes at Polnareff. Uh, hold on one second. I don't want to. I don't want to sell it short the way he's being an asshole about the Abdal wish. Yeah. Because at the end of it, uh, cameo I was like, "No, you said," and I quote, "Bring Abdal back to life." So now, hail to you. Oh yeah, he does do that. <laughs> like yeah, that was end quote. <laughs> You told me to do this. I, <laughs> he I, shouts his hail to you and poof. He's like, I don't have to. I, he's like, I don't have to do this, but I, I don't want to do this, but I have to do this. <laughs> uh, also, we get the most badass music when Zombie Abdul shows up. It, it sounds like a Street Fighter track, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like a Street, fight's about to, a street Fighter is about to happen here, Pat. Yeah, and, uh, guess what? Abdal is an SNK character because he doesn't have a dash, he has a run. Actually, yeah, it's more like an SNK soundtrack now that you say that. But oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he does. I like the, <laughs> like, your, like your fighting game joke there. It was good. <laughs> he hustles right at Paul Duraf and then also bites a Oh no, he rushes right at him and then he does like a berserker swipe. Like <laughs> a, like claws at Paul Duraf's chest and like knocks him far away. And then after he does it, he looks at his hand and two of his fingers start to break off. And he's like, I blame you for this, Paul Naraf, and the bullet hole in my head. <laughs> it's great. Oh, I, I'm absolutely love it. And Paul Naraf's got a lot of guilt to deal with this episode. He's like, I was already so guilty about this, and this is only worse. Man, if only anyone had helped him deal with his guilt, Pat. Yeah, I know. Literally anyone who might consider themselves his friend. The, there's a real simple solution they could have done, but they didn't trust him. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, uh, Zombie Abdal jumps at him, and then like Sherry's like, I want on this too. And they both jump on top of him and both like do giant uh, like bites at him. And they, they like jump back and there's giant sensor bars. So maybe they got a lot of like they've got big hunks of Polnareth in their they mouth they're chewing. Doing it. Yeah. There's when there aren't sensor bars, we see like geysers, not like the normal oh, geyser, yeah. like volcanoes of blood on Polnareth. Well, that thing is like they're they're getting like big pieces like like if you bit a piece out of a pizza, like it's leaving that kind of a hunk out of Polnareth. Right. And I know it's getting redundant to point out the the inconsistency of battle damage in in JoJo. Yeah. Um. Because man, they haven't been. But how, like, I, my, the only note I wrote about this fight is how much flesh is he missing right now? He has got to be. And the fact that he's like, well, never mind. But yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, and it's not just it's it's not yeah it's flesh. It's not just skin. He's missing. He's missing flesh. Like chunks. Like chunks of chunks of Polnareff are gone. Like, I don't think medically he should be able to turn his head right now. I don't think he has the muscle mass. So it's like, I don't, it, it, it definitely seems, uh, it's, it's crazy. It's gross. And it's very, very Jojo. Uh, we do have a great moment where, um, Paul and I realized like, oh my God, this has been so emotionally trying. I've completely forgotten that I have a stand. Which I love him admitting, like to the audience, like if you've been wondering why I haven't just been slicing them, I forgot. This is on me. He's he's traumatized. I forgive him for this. Exactly. And, he, and as he admits later, he hasn't been able. He never is able to see straight when it comes to his sister. Yeah, and then I feel like the death of Polnareff had a similar damaging effect to him as well. Then we get some beautiful, like almost Moonlight Sonata 
similar music starts playing as Polnareff's crying on the ground. Yeah. And, uh, well, we get one real quick thing that I like real quick. Uh, he does Ooh. summon Silver Chariot when they go in to eat him more, but Cameo, like, puts Silver Chariot in a headlock. And he's like, aha, go get him, boys. Uh, you're right. I do like Cameo. He, he's up there. I'll, I'll, put him, I'll put him up there with uh, Steely Dan. It's so great. He's close. It's so great. He's like, eat my children. Eat. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they're just, like, biting and chewing hunks out of him. And... Um, Paul Narf is like screaming in pain as like blood is spraying all over the grass. And then Cameo is like, he yells, Hail to you! And remember, Paul Narf, we're in the middle of nowhere and they don't know where you are. You're totally screwed. It doesn't look good for our friend Paul Narf. Yep. And uh, we get like really great dramatic music starts to play. And Paul Narf is basically just like, You know what? I deserve this. <laughs> Which is such a oh. tragic way to think. He's just willing to lie down and accept it because he's done. He can't do anything more. And can you imagine if um, if Zapelli had done that? Instead of letting himself get ripped in half? Yeah. I don't know. I see a lot of parallels between Polnareff running off on his own to get Avdol killed to, to Zapelli doing the same thing. Zapelli or Caesar? Caesar, sorry. Okay, I was like, Zapelli left no one. Well, no, except for the fact that he couldn't figure out how to break down a, a door. Yeah. What was his name again? Baron something Zapelli. Oh, I never remember it. It was always Baron Zapelli. Yeah, Baron Zapelli to me. <laughs> As opposed to uh, Caesar. But yeah, no. no. Um... But yeah, yeah, it definitely like when Caesar ran off on his own to fight uh, Whamu. Sorry, it's Will Antonio. Uh, it's Will. Will Zapelli. Will Zapelli. Yeah, I, I needed like... this. I'm very sorry. I needed no. to know. No, I feel like we it would needed to be done. We should know. Would... honor the memory of Baron Will Zapelli. Remember that time he punched a frog? <laughs> I do now. Yeah. Oh, that impactful moment. But yeah, it's 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 like sad, it's tragic. It's really a bummer that it's like he immediately is like, I deserve this. But I guess he did in this in his mind, he did he did monkey he did get caught in a monkey's paw kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I think it's I don't even think he's like saying I deserve this because he fell into a trap. I think he's succumbing to the grief he has, the guilt he has of being responsible for both Polnareff and his sister. Yeah. Uh, uh, not Polnareff. Wait, well, I mean that's the yeah, why? Well, I, and I, I'm sorry that I made it sound like I, I thought he was blaming himself for falling into the trap. But yeah, it's just like with his the guilt of his sister, the guilt of Avdol. It's like he's reached a and he's he's been a real great crazy character. But I guess maybe the team has not been the best support structure for him. <laughs> he's he's like the um, uh, he's like the Santana. Of yeah. Group. Oh, that's that is tragically true. <laughs> I mean, if we think about it, didn't Joseph just like three episodes go be like, stop trying to be a person and get back behind the wheel of a car? Uh, and we loved it. We did love it. We did laugh. And now, little did we know, we've been cyberbullying Paul Naraf through time. Poor Paul Naraf. Uh, poor guy. Poor guy. It's really sad. Um, it, it's such a it's such a bummer. Um, and, and during this, it is they do have a quick cut back to the to the gang. I think I think this is when this happens. They? Like, I'm pretty what? sure. I'm pretty sure at some point. I don't know. Hold on, let me. 
when did they cut back to the gang? I don't remember them even. Oh, no, that happens. The There's a moment where it's like JoJo's like on top of a tree or something. He jumps down. And he's like, I didn't see it from up here either. Maybe that was in the last episode. Maybe I totally missed that. Yep. Nope. That's in the last episode. I skipped that part. Sorry yeah. about that. It didn't even didn't even register for me. I thought it was really funny that JoJo was on top of like he jumps into frame. He's like, I even look for up there. No idea where he is. He's not on top of the tree. Yeah. He didn't see cameo up there. He wasn't like, in the cameo tree. Like he, didn't, like he didn't jump in the tree to look at the island. He just wanted to check the top of the tree. Yeah, he's like, oh, I mean, I'm yeah, no, I was, I was up there looking for, uh, for our buddy. Yeah, no, I was just trying to yeah. have fun. Uh, but there's, there's a twinkle in Polnareff's eye as he is about to die, Pat. Yeah, um, yeah, we get and uh, yet again, maybe, maybe this speaks poorly of me, but it's like. Um, Paul Naraf is dying and like he then starts to re- think that he is seeing um he's seeing two avdols and he's like oh I'm dying so bad I'm seeing two avdols and he goes back to his like well I guess this is what I'm gonna do I'm gonna die and this this is hilarious because like there's a second avdol behind the avdol that we've seen and he's like sneaking up behind that avdol <laughs> like creeping style and then tackles him and it's really funny um also dramatic did you think it, it was funny or dramatic a little bit of both i'm with you on that um, it's, just, it's like dun, dun, dun. Well, yeah it, it, he's slowly sneaking up and he just grabs his hand right before you grab it's the way he grabbed the zombie hand right before he was about to finish off polnareff yeah he, he grabs him by the wrist and it's like, oh my goodness, it's gotta be the real him. And I think he he like he breaks the zombie Avdol's hand. Like it shatters oh. into dust. I, I almost wish this podcast had we had pictures on it because just the look on Avdol's face. Yeah. When he does that. Like Avdol choking Avdol looks amazing. He's got it's, that look in his eyes. Yeah, it's real good. And then he summons um Magician's Red and um God, Magician's Red comes up and he destroys the fake Avdol. And I wrote in my notes, holy shit, everything that's happening has more character than anything Avdol's ever done for the rest of the series. Yes. And then, like, again, another absolute kick-ass track starts playing in. It sounds so badass. It's so cool. And Avdol has a bunch of new things. Avdol is back. And he's got a badass theme. Your badass theme song, he now says, tsk, tsk, tsk. And <laughs> he's developed a nervous tisk. It's it's. <laughs> I am I'm so down for that joke. Oh god, that's so funny. Uh, and he he said um, it's really super dramatic. And he points at the ground. He goes, "Yes, I." And they're like, "Avdol, is that you?" And he goes, "Yes, I am." And it's awesome. Damn, and he's he's smiling. Oh, this I was just thinking before I watched these two episodes that we haven't seen any good old JoJo poses in a while. It was a great pose. It's it, like, because Paul Naraf is the last person who posed. Yeah. And it's been a while, right? Like, yeah. We've been, we've been just deprived of poses. And I feel like that, that is a JoJo strength. I can't believe we haven't had until now. And Avdol is bringing, like, here's the thing. I didn't miss Avdol. Neither did I. Like, I had, I didn't care that he was really gone that much. I felt yeah. like the team started working better without him. They were more, uh, close knit than they were before that. They, they, they all their roles were stronger and more, um, amplified. It was more cohesive, in all honesty. Yeah, it seemed like they started being more better individuals together. 
after yeah. Abdal left the group. But man, I am happy to see him come back here. It's great. It's awesome. Um, my favorite bit of this whole thing, and it's like you I have to forgive everything because Cameo's like, Aren't you dead? You got stabbed in the back by Jay Guile and shot in the face. And he's like, You're right. But the stabbing <laughs> saved me from being shot in the face. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> what thoughts were going through your head when he said that before Abdul explains what the fuck that means? <laughs> it was like, what? <laughs> It was so awesome because if they had either shot or just stabbed him, but because they stabbed him in the back, his head, he, he jerked his head back as he was stabbed, which caused the bolt to just graze his skull, which is hilarious. It's like, uh. and it's great too, because like, as he says this, like you keep having, like it cuts to cameo. Who's like grunting in anger. And there's like red, angry anime lines around him. Yeah. And then he's like, well, it did knock me out, though, and it's like, ah, and it's like, yes, and I've just been recuperating, ah, <laughs> and oh, it's, it's like, don't you idiots know, if you multiply a negative by a negative, it's a positive, yeah, double death saved me, aha, you killed me so hard, it went back around, <laughs> oh, and this is where I started, like, there's the thing about the battle damage that comes up again, because, you know, Polnareff is going to look pristine in the next episode, perhaps even before the end of this episode, despite that he's probably lost like what 12 20 pounds oh yeah he's he's lost at least like he's lost at least gosh yeah you're probably right like at least like five to six pounds but Avdol has a wicked like an absurdly big scar where that bullet grazed him yeah it's it looks awesome um and he's never taking that head headband off never Maybe he's immune to being flesh bugged now. Exactly. It doesn't know. It can't. It's all the scar tissue. It can't get in there. Um, we then get a great Polter. I mean, Avdol fucking on fire. Yeah. I can't say that enough. And then he's like, is he gets this whole thing and he's like, and, and you know what? You're, you're doomed now. You're going to be going to hell. Hell to you. I cheered. I cheered on my monitor. That is in all caps in my notes. Paul Nareff starts crying. I wrote, my notes literally say Paul Nareff begins to cry. This is so rad. This is incredible. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. His, yeah, the way he turned around, like he was there long enough to hear the hail to you, I guess then. Yeah, he was listening in the, in the, in the bushes to hear a hail to you to be like, well, how can I flip that around? I know. Hell, hell to you. I'm going to workshop this later. Hell to you. Hell to you. And good news oh. is, is that Polnareff was the only other person there, so Polnareff's like, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard! Uh, there's, there's no Jodo to go, uh, how bothersome. Uh, come on, Abdul. <laughs> but just <laughs> sighing. Um, oh my goodness, it's great. Uh, Cameo remarks that it's like, well, you know what? Uh, I don't really care, because you know what? Now I can kill both of you, and that's win-win for me, and win-win to Dio. And we have this moment where, like, he then like grabs Magician's Red and like throws it into a tree, and then Polnareff falls to the ground. And you're like, "Oh, that, that's kind of deflating." <laughs> Yet again, if there was like a JoJo abridged, I bet that would be a really funny edit moment to put together. Yeah, that would. Somewhere in this scene, I don't remember where Avdol, like when he greets Polnareff, puts his arm, like puts his hand right on the chunk. <laughs> of where, where, where should be missing more of himself. Yeah. I think that uh, happens when they have their, their comeback moment. 
Maybe that's what it is. I, I remember making a moat of that. It's like, that looks like it should hurt. That's, that's, that's not a great thing. Uh, we then have this weird kind of, I don't know how you should emotionally feel about it moment where Cameo tosses the fake zombie Sherry at Abdul, who then um, like easily swats it away using Magician's Red, which shatters her. And she pulls a Zapelli. She's just an arm and a torso and a head now. Yeah. Well, she broke like dirt. That's when we learned, I think, that they're actually made of stone. Yeah. Um, and she lands on top of Paul Naraf, and she's like, big brother. And he's like, stop this stuff. You are, you are not her. You are dirt. And he stabs her and she explodes. Yeah. So, well, uh, at this point, point, I guess, we, yeah, but now we're sure that it has nothing to do with the real Sherry anyways. Exactly. But well, the... I was, that's the thing too. It's like, I almost wouldn't have minded if somehow a stand, the, uh, maybe the alternative of just, I the idea that like Paul that that Abdul was just hiding this whole time. There's a party where I almost would have preferred a stand bringing him back. It's a little I'm conflicted. There's some conflicting feelings there because I wouldn't have minded Sherry coming back. Yeah. But somehow I would have been okay accepting a magic genie bringing people back from the dead as a stand user because stands are insane, Pat. Yeah, they're insane. Well, like, what if it was a thing where it's like, oh, Sherry and Abdul are back. But if we kill Dio, they go away, and you have to deal with that kind of like thing. Right. And I was starting to think, well, maybe somehow, because again, I know where this is all going. I knew Abdul was going to come back um, before the end of the next episode. Uh, so I was starting to wonder before real Abdul showed up, because I, I, I bought what Joseph told us earlier about old man, old man Abdul. Yeah. Um, Abdul's the last name, right? Because Muhammad was his first. It's Muhammad Abdul, and I don't yeah. know if they flip flip names over there. I don't. I don't think so, but I could be wrong. Um, I bought the lie about old man Avdol. So I'm wondering if maybe somehow the way this all turns around is that uh, somehow Polnarf is able to make, like, change the wish to be good. Like, the, the, somehow there's, like, a clever end to this fight where he beats the genie and then somehow, like, pulls zombie Avdol back to reality. Oh, because of some kind of thing where it's yeah, I, I guess I get what you mean because I think that's happened in other animes where a character is brought back as an God. evil version and they oh. manage to. God, you're right. That feels like such an anime trope. When now that you spring that, the problem up. is I'm only thinking of it of something from like a, a Dungeons and Dragons book. Like that happened in one of the Drizzt Warden books. Oh, you're right. Um, but they made you earn it. That was over years. Mm. Uh, not to spoil Drizzt Warden because apparently those books are still being written. And uh, he was apparently the main character of that latest terrible uh, D uh, D game. Anyway, anywho, did you try it? No, but I just heard a lot okay, of bad stuff. It. It. That's all. It's on Game Pass. I didn't even bother downloading it with how bad people were saying about it. It doesn't. It doesn't look good. Anyway, 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 back to anime. Um, uh, he gets up. He's killed his fake sister, and I wrote in my note: the boys have a bro moment. So I think oh, that's where do. Abdal puts his hand on it. It's like, we got this. We got this guy. We got this. <laughs> and, oh, Abdal just, I don't know where all this character suddenly came from for him, man. I really like new Abdal. Like, I feel like he found a character in the meantime, right? Yeah. He's not just like, of course, Mr. Joestar. He's like, we'll get him next time, buddy. And um, it's great. And then unfortunately, uh, our, our our good friend uh, cameo like team rockets both of them like he knocks them both away and um it looks like he has the upper hand he's like i'm so strong and you both suck and i'm great and he's like hey abdol want any wishes 
Oh, um, he's got this one, like he's grinning, I think, this entire time. Which is and one of the things that goes back to that interview I saw that they had an excerpt from for the Rocky here. Yeah. Um, the, the Japanese voice actor uh, from that interview said he was just stoked to be back. Apparently, oh, cool. he, like, he was so excited and happy to be back in the recording studio doing Avdol again. And I feel like it carries over into this, like, like the, the, the all the facial expressions and actions were obviously there before the voice actor was mm-hmm. at this point, but they're in they're in sync they're in full unison because this new avdol is just so happy and so ex- excited and so energetic to be here again mm. it's so it and you could cut you could feel it it's really really good it's really really good um and then we get we get that energy big time in this because and it's like it makes me think of um Mega 64 and all their anime Swedes where they just have the running like, hey, Frieza, want to see me turn into a Super Saiyan? <laughs> yeah, I get that feeling. Because there's that energy because Abdul gets to go, it's like, three wishes, huh? What about four wishes? <laughs> and Cameo's like, what? No, I said I'd do three wishes. And then Abdul goes like, tsk, 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 don't deny me my wishes. I hope he never drops the nervous disc. I like it so much. That's so like half of his character suddenly showed up. He's always uh, he's putting his thumb up and down as he says it too, like you know, a, yeah. a yes no kind of thing he's doing. It's so good. It's it's hilarious. And him like, nah, I want four wishes. It's such a great. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like that's that's a perfect fuck you back to him. It's like after all, you want three wishes? Nah, four. Four. It's like you do know it's a monkey's paw thing. Nah, I want four. I don't care. And um, then he summons Magician's Red again. And I really do have to say, Absence has made the heart grow fonder. I think Magician's Red looks so cool. <laughs> you like the giant Hawkman? Yeah, the fire Hawkman who's got, like, genie boots. I, don't, I didn't know. I never saw it. Maybe we've never seen his feet before. But he does a lot of kicking. And he's got those, like, curled-toed to- curled shoes. I like yep. Magician's Red. I don't think I can say that enough. I really like him. Anyway, he uh, he gets to look really cool here because he does like a flame kick. Cameo blocks it with his arm, but then his arm like explodes and he's like, whoa, t- WTF, man. <laughs> and I, I, I had, this is the part I listen to English because I'm like, all right, this seems really stupid. Maybe if I listen to English, it would make more sense. But apparently Avdol was like, listen, I couldn't even walk three days ago, so I was holding back. But when you hit me against that tree, I realized I'm actually better than I thought. So now I'm going to fight even better. Is that the, is that the, the thought process? Um, so you didn't listen to the what, the, uh, what was there in the other translation then? Well, no, I listened to the Japanese and went, well, okay. that seems kind of dumb. And then I listened to the English and I'm like, nope, that's the line. And he's just like... He was he was too worried about himself, but when he hit the tree, he realized, "Oh no, actually, I'm fine. I could totally go all out." You know, I didn't even question it. I, I, I don't know exactly, why I I, I know the exact I, scene you're talking about. Meanwhile, once again, Abdul's badass music is playing. It is something is rocking here, but yeah. Um, no, I didn't even question it. Just him suddenly realizing, you know what? I was holding back. Now I'm not. Yeah, it just seems like that's anime, like to a T. I, I was, I didn't question that. It's like internal weighted clothing. I guess it's because he didn't <laughs> physically drop anything. Where he's like, I don't even need this cast. The yeah. fact that he was like, I thought my back was worse off than it was, but since it's fine, I can use my stand better. 
You know what? That tracks. That tracks with the way stands work. Yeah, you know what? The more I say it in the JoJo voice, too, the more I believe in it. Um, he then beats the crap out of Cameo. He, like, chokes him with, like, a fire rope and hits him into the air, and it's it's rad. It's and all very his rad. wishes, Pat. Yeah, I guess. I forgot about that. It's like, my first wish is to make you scream. My second wish is to make you beg. Like, it's awesome. It's super <laughs> anime. It's... I, I can't imagine... It's so cool. He's, like, somewhere... Like, Abdal has somehow, like, absorbed Jotaro and Joseph energy. Yeah. And has become this really cool character. I love Abdal now. <laughs> like, he was just, like, the sort of... I guess he was, like, the, the quiet, straight man before. Like, And also, I want to say, he was probably always the powerhouse. Like, he seemed to be the one who would just annihilate something when he brought out a stand. Yeah. It's... They always, like... It, it, you felt like Joseph... Would, he, he Joseph kept him around to, like so that Joseph could snap his fingers and be like, "Hey, destroy this problem for me." And he was like, "Yes, sir. Yes, Mister Joestar." Yeah, all, and all of a sudden it feels like he's got an actual character, and I love seeing him here. It's really cool. It's really great. Um, it's it's so good. It's so wonderful. Awesome. Uh, we have this thing where Cameo is like team rocketing away, and Paul and Raph's like, "We gotta get him where he lands," and Abdul's like, "Nah." That stand was so strong, there's no way he's not a short-range stand user. Let's find him, but be quiet about it. So they go hunt and rob it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's when we had the reminder here. Um, two weeks? It has only been two weeks since they left uh, Avdol dead? Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess so. It's been man. a rough two weeks, man. It's been a rough two weeks. Um, gosh. What adventures did he miss out on? <laughs> um, man, yeah, you're right. I guess it, time is so weird. Time what is so Joseph, very weird. Where did they leave him? Was Joseph a wanted man in that country, or was that not until later? That was maybe right after. Oh, man, that sounds risky. Because uh, Oh, because um, Paul Naraf wasn't the driver until after Abdal was dead. Oh, like, all yeah. that stuff. Like, Did Abdal meet Anne? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Anne, of course. I, yeah, in the hotel and yeah. Anne was gone before Avdol died. I miss Anne. I miss her too. But you know what? She would have wished for a bigger knife. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah. So let's see here. Oh yeah, they 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 basically they go hunt and whab it. Like every little bit of time, Avdol continue like has to shush Polnareff. He's like, we're sneaking up on him. And Polnareff's like, I need to say something loudly. And he's like, shh. Uh, and then they find one of those like uh, grass reeds or, you know, it's total anime. There's like a there's a straw sticking out of the ground and it is revealed that Cameo, the user of judgment, is uh, hide has buried himself under the ground to hide himself, which now, I think is interesting. <laughs> a bold, bold strategy, Cotton. It's it's pretty funny. It, it, it kind of calls back to, as we said earlier, uh, Fatty Arab. God damn it already. That's Arabian Fats. I think it's Arabian fats or Arabian Arabia. Fats. Oh, it's like a like the coffee. It's like Arabia fats. There we go, Arabia fats. It's kind of similar to what that was going on there again. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe did you? Here's the thing: as immature as a lot of this season has been, did you know where this was going immediately? Like I did. Oh, I no, because I kept going like, oh, neat. Avdol's gonna light that on fire. I <laughs> I, I had the exact opposite thought. Oh, uh, maybe it was when the music kicked in and Polnareff was looking at it. Maybe that was what he had clear to me. Yeah. Well, we have this thing where it's like, well, Polnareff's first thing or Avdol's first thing is that he like 
he drops a leaf and it blocks the the straw so then you see like like it puffs air to knock the leaf off and then Abdul sticks a finger into it I guess to very verify it and instead of like I thought the finger was going to be where it ended where it's like oh they'll choke the guy till he has to like either not dig himself out or you know have to do something about it but instead uh Polnareff has like a dramatic moment and then he's like ha 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 and he dumps like dirt and then different kinds of bugs like well actually let me not say bugs he puts a spider in there and then he pours a bunch of ants into it and then a lit match Oh, which I call bullcrap that this is not the stuff that caused this guy to react real quick. I guess maybe he, he spits out the, the dirt, right? And then, well, remember, yeah. he, he felt everything that happened to uh, Judgment. Yeah, his arm, he should have popped out of that with like a burnt neck and like a broken arm. I think he's lying down there because he's already unable to move. Oh, uh, okay. I think he's, I think he's shattered under that ground and really hoping they don't kill him because he can't fight. Yeah, that's a. You know what? Your head cannon is is now the new cannon. Um, but you know what? Uh, he he doesn't have much of a choice because uh, Avdol's like yo Polnareff, and he's like, what? You want to piss in that? <laughs> it's like Avdol like juvenile himself down to join the crew at this point, and then he's like, let us do some male bonding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he laughs. And yeah, he laughs out loud while peeing all over the skies like uh. air hole. And my favorite, it's so great. Paul Paul is like, man, maybe that bullet to your head did change your personality. <laughs> it's not because you were shot in the head, is it? Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, these Paul two... Abdul does not reply. He just keeps going like ah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a long scene. I fucking knew. Somehow I knew when I saw that pipe they were gonna pee down it. I, I'm just glad it was only pee the way they've been doing stuff lately. Like, I mean, Polar have to lick a toilet. Yeah. Um, and then we get this weird scene of, like, it's just like the shadow of their laughing and peeing over and over again. We get, like, sparkles and a, a rainbow from, I guess they've got a hell of a tour in a piss. Yeah. Is they, well, it's been a while. They both have been holding it in. Uh. Um. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, my goodness. I'm just trying to think in, in my head. It's like, yeah, it's it's bananas. The guy digs himself out. Cameo has had enough pee put on him, and he pops out. And then Abdul lights him on fire. I like all of that. Like uh, all of that. It gets really badass about it, too. It's like, okay, you're up here now. Uh, serious time. I don't forgive this shit. Like, remember remember how Polnareff joined this group? Well, yeah, like Abdul lit him on fire. It was going to let him just burn to death. And he's like, "Aha! Because you did not throw a knife at my back, I allow you to live." Yeah, like just just for just in case you forgot that Muhammad Abdal is a cold-blooded hot killer. Yeah, he's he's a hot, cold-blooded hot, cold blood killer. It's funny. I was just thinking. It's like uh, my my uh, eventual brother-in-law got me the first volume because he knew we were talking about this. He oh. saw the first volume of JoJo and uh, of uh, Stardust Crusaders and got it for me. So it goes from the start of uh, of the third JoJo all the way to the Avdol uh, Polnareff fight. So oh, I have that in manga format now. That's cool. Oh, is it just me, or did you have the same thought when Cameo? Like he looks really silly and weird, but he also looks buff as hell, doesn't he? Yeah, I had that complaint. I'm like, he looks actually. Yeah, uh, the stand user pops out of a hole. He looks kind of buff and is sort of dressed like a football player. Oh, wait, are those goggles? Oh well, Avdol lit him on fire. Yeah. Those are my written notes. I'm not quite sure if he's... Is that kind of like racist the way he looks when he gets roasted? Because it's 
Oh, dude, it is problematic. Yeah, okay. I yeah, it's it, I don't know how to feel about how that guy gets crispy fried. He gets it turns into like this cartoony thing, and this cartoony thing is very I don't know. Yeah, he, Japan he, he, never seemed to have an issue. I, I'm just gonna that. say he 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 looks like a, a really buff Mr. Popo. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Like that's accurate. It's yeah. It's real crazy. Because you see his, his abs. But it's it's wild. Anyway, I assume he's dead. I mean, he must be dead, right? Uh, I. It seems like we're not supposed to think he's dead, but there's no way. That's that's death. He's dead. Yeah. Avdol does not. There's no mercy in the name Muhammad Avdol. Yeah, uh, Muhammad Avdol spares no one. Uh, we then get like the great scene. I think you're thinking of. Um, they immediately cut back to the gang and Polnareff shows up and he's like, Hey guys, you'll never guess what happened. And they're all like, you're covered in wounds and you look like you're about to die. He's like, ah, forget about that. <laughs> look who I found. It's Avdol. And I think he even does like a da 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 da. I don't think he does that, but it looks like he does. That's the energy. And there's the scene right here. This is the scene that is in the first two seconds of the next episode. That is straight up, guys. Look, Avdol is back. Like, he's just, <laughs> up, says, Avdol is back, and he's got like this big grin face, and it's just him. The, the the shot is just him with his big goofy grin, next just behind Avdol, like presenting him with his arms, and Avdol's got this big smile on his face, like, "Yeah, bitches, I'm back." Yeah. And that was the first two seconds when I sat down to watch. I was like, "Oh well, I guess that happened." I guess that must have happened. We then, like, every now and then, I love it because I think we talked in the past where, like, JoJo 1 um, was funny in, in spite of itself, like, by accident. And JoJo 2 was actually funny. The timing of Joseph picking up his suitcase and turning, going like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. is hilarious. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, because no one cares. No one <laughs> makes anything. They just say, okay, Avdol, let's go. All right. Well, I guess we got to get going. And, like... Like it's it's really funny. They all start walking. Um, I wrote in bold, all caps. Abdul asks Jotaro why he's still in the school uniform. Isn't it hot? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they still address that. He missed the Pakistan conversation. Yeah, he didn't, wasn't there for it. He wasn't there for it. It's God. It's so funny. It's so funny. Um, and then we get the thing where Joseph is like. Yeah, so about everything, we kind of lied to you. And then Avdol's like, well, think about it. It was Mr. Joestar and Jotaro who uh, carried me away and, and helped me and hide me so that I could heal. And then Kakoyan was like, they told me the day after, but we didn't tell you because you wouldn't keep your mouth shut. <laughs> oh, I feel like that might have been part of the reason. I feel like the other part was... Interesting, I, bet, I feel like there was more reasons to it than that. I feel like that was what the like the reason we're supposed to believe is, but it feels like they also did it as a punitive kind of thing. Yeah. Because, you know, he's the one who almost got him killed and pr practically did get him killed. I was like, he doesn't deserve to know. Right. Yeah. It's, it's well, I mean, I, they said that he said like, kind of like the Sun Tzu thing. It's like, we needed some deception to give ourselves the upper hand. Right. And I'm willing to believe their outright lie right now about why they did it up until they start to explain everything that happened on the Island. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing too is that then Avdol, like Polnareff, bless him, bless this child. 
His immediate goes, we gotta go tell Abdal's dad that he's alive. <laughs> he's so happy. Oh. He's getting so angry with everyone else in the gang right now. Yeah. He's uh, just like, nope, he was that that was that was Abdal, man. That was Abdal. He is rightly shouting at them and calling them all assholes because oh my god, they're all assholes. Because that means every one of them knew that was Avdol when they came up on him. Even Avdol. Yeah. Who pretended to be raising chickens on this island. I mean, in my mind, that's why he didn't turn around, because he couldn't keep a straight face. <laughs> you know what? That's perfect. That's right. Because this new Avdol, he's a, he's a joker. He would have been like, oh. oh. And it's just like with Santana. I feel like Polnareff, like they all just decided, you know what? We're not going to tell Polnareff. We're going to teach him wrong on purpose as a joke. Need to know. <laughs> and it's like, it's fuck. Just of course. Of course they all knew and never told Balnareff. It just fits so perfect. It's it's really, really funny. Um, and it's like, they had a little, they, then they have a little quick flashback to really reinforce like how everybody knew and how fucked up the beginning of this episode was and how mean everyone is. And <laughs> it's weird. Um, though it's Schadenfreude, they immediately completely like messes with your head because they're like, "Well, Avdol was busy," and he's like, "Yes, I uh, bought something for you as I uh, pretended to be a rich Middle Eastern businessman, and it's a submarine. A whole fucking submarine just pops out of the ocean on cue. Like not a not a tiny submarine, a big old submarine, sci-fi submarine too." Yeah, he's Captain Nemo, man. Captain Nemo is here. And I think it says, like, for you on the sub. Yes, it does. I thought that was weird. I don't know if it's supposed to be, like, uh, trying to pretend it's a U-boat, maybe? Maybe. Or I mean, it is a... literally a pun saying, you know, this is for you. Yeah. Well, in my mind, it's like, is this a yellow submarine? Mm -hmm. uh, it's hard to uh... tell because the, the colors went all weird. No, that's a good point. But I think, think it is yellow. I got you. I follow yeah. you. Yeah. Um, oh, how did you like the fact that uh, the way they explained Avdol got there first was that, yeah, I just took a plane. It was easy. God, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> that was so frustrating. It's like, guys, planes are super. Like, super they're fast. fast. Well, that's why they had to hide his existence so he could take a plane. I guess so. It's jo if, if, if Dio Joseph knew he was alive. <laughs> Joseph wasn't on the plane. Maybe that's what the issue was. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. It's like, guys, you should try planes. They're great. Oh, uh, God! It's so funny. Th these were these were great. I really loved these episodes. Um, they were a fantastic combination of like serious character development, serious character redevelopment, <laughs> and just absurdity. Just both funny and not funny kinds. I really like these two episodes. Yeah, at this point. Um, I'm, I'm willing to say that, um, I still think that my favorite is two, but three is starting to give it a runs for its money and it's definitely better than one. Like, I, I think when we first started like dipping into this show, we were like, oh, it's two, one, three. It is definitely two, three, one. And I could see a world where potentially, because we have so much of it left just quantity wise, I could see three charming its way to the top. I still really love two though. I'm with you on that. I'm still really in love with two. I think I still got two above this. Three, though, like, I think we even 
thought this at the start that just the sheer quantity of three minted had an advantage in trying to yeah. catch up there. If for no other reason than familiarity. Like at this point, we're attached to characters because we're like stuck with them. Yeah, it's like if if this were the last series, we'd be winding down right now. Um it was 28 episodes. So like we were we were in the tail end of JoJo 2. And oh, we had like good moments too from Polnareff. Um like he's like even at the beginning of this ep- of these two parters, he was still being held back by his guilt from both Abdul and his sister, right? Yeah. And he like he got over that like Nope, oh, drop my mic. Hold oh, on. Oh, shoot. Right. I'm back. It just came off my head. Um but the way he got over that was this I think he almost didn't stick the landing on it. Like it could have been more potent and stronger, but like just the symbol of him stabbing his sister to let go. Yeah. Oh man. Paul Naraf is the main character of this show. It almost feels like it, doesn't it? Because as yeah. much as we rag on him and love what other people have episodes, it feels like he's the only one really getting an arc right now. Jotaro feels like the same person we started with. Joseph has already had his arc. Kakyoin was born perfect. So Polnareff... Get that this, boy a cherry. He this, loves him. This is the uh, perfect male body. You may not like it. <laughs> but, but this is peak performance. You're not going to like him, but ask your... Ask your lady. <laughs> um, but yeah, geez, a flip. <laughs> um, um, well, we got a little bit of it. Like, Jotaro hasn't really changed, but he has started to open up a bit more. Like, we, we've had a couple episodes where he actually got to talk at least. You know, that's a very, very good point. Yeah. It's just, it's, I'm Steely always. Dan. Steely Dan. God, that notebook he pulled out. Yes. I'm keeping receipts. Uh, so we, we've had, like, he hasn't had an arc to his character, but he has had at least a little bit of development. Yeah, that's a good point. But I, I think at this point, if if I know it's a Polnareff episode, I get so excited now. It, he's, uh, I don't remember the numbers, but he's he's gotten all of them. It's whatever number for whatever number. Yeah, and just, you know what, for our own reference... Uh, reference point. I don't know if this helps you at all, but it, I think it's crazy to me. So, if this were JoJo two, like it just episode count wise, episode twenty one was the one hundred versus two strategy, where they uh, Lisa Lisa and JoJo fought all those vampires. Wow. Well, in quotations, because that the fight doesn't actually happen because then it goes to the uh, the chariot race. So right. it's the chariot race at this point. So like it was already winding down, and we still have a ton of JoJo left. Yeah, we do. Um, like everything we just watched and then some. That's so crazy to think. That's so crazy. I'm glad we have plenty of JoJo left. Do you have any uh, extra thoughts about this pairing of episodes or how how we feel about Polnareff and the gang? Polnareff is great. Random thought. Yeah. The, the very first episode, Avdol told us they're called stands because they stand next to you, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. well, and everyone calls them stands. Well, it's not like just a name that Avdol came up with. Yeah, well, I think Joseph might have said that. You, you'll notice it stands next to you. That's why we call them stands. Oh, was it Joseph? Okay, well, someone said that. Yeah. Was was that one of the moments? Uh, actually, I'm going to have to accept. I hope it was Joseph because we know Joseph bullshits all the fucking Yeah, time. I bet he was lying 
It's like that's not why they're called Stan. Like Avdol even knew that. It's like I'm not going to correct uh, Mr. Yeah. Joe Star um, because like what about strength? There we go on the um, on the JoJo wiki. According to Joseph Joestar, the name Stan comes from the fact they usually manifest standing next to their user, ready to act. Like yellow temperance, the sun, justice. Yeah, none of them are like you couldn't even remotely describe them as standing. Mm-hmm. It is it is really crazy. Oh, so it's kind of like a plant. Apparently, you know, how, like the Japanese language, like you have the same word, but you can write it different or something. Okay, yeah, good. Tell me. So, Stan can also mean ghostly ripple, and ripple oh. being the word they use for Haman. So, oh, I like this. I like that a lot. So that seems to be the, the the wow. They've got the crazy language. I like that. Thank you for informing me. It helps me feel better. So I, it, that makes a little bit more sense. Um. But yeah, so that, that was a lot of fun. I, I'm still a big, big old, big fan of it. <laughs> yeah, Re- ready to see more. I can't wait to see if there's already a stand user on the submarine. If if the <laughs> if it's gonna be like the last time, oh, or like, it's of course there is. <laughs> it's like, is the captain already gonna be the bad guy? Like the captain of the submarine's like, hello, I'm Captain Murder Kill. Uh, I know. I've ca- I probably commented this on like every other episode. Just the absurdity of. How every time they turn around, Dio has sent another assassin. The sheer amount of assassins is very impressive. And it's not just the amount, it's the trickle. Yeah. (laughs) Like, they're never all finding him, or like one, and then they get a break. It's like, one, 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 one. It's like they're (laughs) lined up to get sent out when the first one, when the next one fails. Yeah. Uh, This, the sheer amount of users he was able to find. I think it's very, very funny. Oh my goodness! Well, this is great. I'm I'm a big fan of what we just saw. Uh, I I feel I, I I I'm willing to give this a book out. You book? Are you a book out? Yeah, let's book it out. Book out. <laughs>